name is Coffee with Corey. I answered the phone. I forgot to say Victory 91.5. I was just like, hello. And she's <laughs> Hi, like, Corey. And she had so many questions for you. So I was writing those down, you know, so many verses that she was just wanting to know more about. And you said that you're going to answer some of those questions next week, actually. Yeah, in the next couple of weeks. Next week, we'll be really focusing on Elul, the month of Elul, and how we prepare. And then the week after that, I'm actually going to take you through what started all this, which was the Hebrew uh, version of the Lord's Prayer, which actually answers some of her questions that you were just sharing yeah. with me. It uh, gives you a whole different perspective. And mind you, there's nothing wrong with the Greek. Obviously, God, uh, it's, you know, it, it communicates the same thing. It's just Hebrew gives you a different perspective, and it gives you the original perspective. And so, depending on how your mind works, some people, you know, function in different languages better. I, I tend to function better in Hebrew. I like the way it, it lays things out and the clarity of it. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, there'll be so much more. Of course, today we're we're focused on the we're on the very end of the month of Av, and I know you're thinking, what did it just turn to August? Yes, yeah. it did, and that's usually when we're dealing with the month of Av, and August is almost always par- a good portion of the month of Elul, which is one of my favorites. It's the king is in the field, and it's just really a neat month. I really look forward to it. It begins on Monday. And uh, so before we ended off, and since I really ended up studying so much on the Father this year uh, as part of the Lord's Prayer, I thought, well, let's just share a little bit about uh, some of the things I discovered. And, uh, you know, for me, I've known for a long time that the capital letters of Lord were used in the Bible, English language Bible, instead of God's name. Mm. But, you know, for some reason, and this is just kind of sad, but it just never really bothered me until recently and when I started to read the really old translations and some of the really new ones that had his name, Jehovah or Jehovah in them, depending, um, and it just really, it became so prominent. And I went, uh-oh, why have I learned so many of these things wrong? I've just, you know, I've, I've been missing a huge part of this verse. So when I got saved 42 years ago, it just seems like forever now, Jesus changed my life. And so did the name of Jesus. I called on that name to be saved and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I've prayed in that name for people to be saved, to be filled with the Spirit, to be healed, delivered, and that name made demons flee. I have seen that. Mm. 42 years later, I still don't understand how a name can do all that, but I know it can because I've watched it, and it's my life. But I know there's so much power in God's name, in the Father's name. And I've been reading John 17, which is one of my favorite passages, and of course, in this new light of looking for the name of God, it kind of shined a bit more than I was expecting. It's a kind of an intimate look at the prayer life between uh, Jesus, Yeshua, and his father. It's the end of the Lord's prayer, uh, end of the Passover, mm-hmm. and they're talking, they're chatting, and this is John who's sitting beside him, and so, and he's praying, and he says, uh, Father, the hours come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you, as you've given him authority over all flesh. And then he says this, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Mm. So why did he die for us? That he should give us eternal life. That makes sense, right? That's kind of what we're here for. And then he says this, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, the one you sent. And I stopped for the first time in a passage that I've read thousands of times. What is eternal life? To know the Father and to know Jesus. Mm. Jesus died to give us relationship with the Father and with himself. 
and we're missing the name. <laughs> I've made, now listen to this, this prayer that I read thousands of times and never went right over my head. I've made your name known, God's name, to the men of this world that you gave me, Holy Father. Keep them in your name that you've given me so that they may be one just as we are. Mm. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, the Father's name, that you've given me. And I've declared to them your name and will declare it that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. So is the name of the Father insignificant? Or is it how Jesus keeps us and sustains us, keeps us connected to him, enables us to feel God's love? So Yeshua, or Jesus, made his Father's name known, and all these translators make it nearly impossible to know. See, I think the enemy is working so hard to keep the name of the Father far away from us and keep us blissfully ignorant. For instance, how I, I bet at some point in your life you have memorized a good portion of Psalm 23, right? Mm-hmm. I think just about everybody does in the whole world, even people that aren't Christians. Yeah. Uh, but the question is, did David really sing, the Lord is my shepherd? Like in our English Bibles? Well, he actually knew his name. So if you read it in the Tanakh, if you go back in the Hebrew, it's written like he wrote it. Jehovah is my shepherd. Mm. I shall not want. And I shall dwell in the house of Jehovah forever. And you know what? That's how he wrote it. And it matters. In Psalm 8, we think he's saying, O Lord, O Lord, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. But then again, why would he? That's kind of silly, isn't it? Who writes about a beautiful name and then doesn't mention it? Mm. What he really wrote in the Tanakh, O Jehovah, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. There's nothing wrong with the title, our Lord, or or Adonai, which is in, in Hebrew, but not in replace of his name. I mean, who would write and sing over 700 times about someone they loved more than anything and anyone, anyone but never sing their name? And who would sing 350 times specifically about someone's name, as in, your name is this, your name is that, but never actually sing the name? That's the Psalms that we read in our Bible. Well, David wouldn't write that, and he didn't. It's so obvious when you realize it, but I just never saw it. In Psalm 9, David obviously didn't say, and those who know your name will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Well, that'd be silly. He said, those who know your name will trust in you, for you, Jehovah, I've never forsaken those who seek you. You know, just about every National Day of Prayer, Christians pray Second Chronicles 7.14. I, think, I can't imagine how many times I have, if my people who are called by my name, but I never pause there, will humble themselves, pray, and seek my face. And see, I just think as going back, looking through the years, we have humbled ourselves and we prayed, we've sought his face. Maybe it's time we are actually called by his name. Mm. Now, you may say, well, that we're called Christians. Well, unfortunately, Christ means anointed one. It's not his name, right? So we're not called by his name. We've just ignored it. And that's not by our choice either. So coming up, we're continuing to talk about the Father.